What if I told you there was something you could do in about 10 minutes a few times a day that would increase your productivity, improve your decision-making and creativity, improve your mood, and send you home at the end of the workday feeling like a better version of yourself? Would you be willing to give it a try? Welcome to the Real Leadership Podcast. My name is Chris Obst. I've spent the last 25 years going deep with leaders on the real challenges they face, the stuff that keeps them up at night. Are you ready for raw and honest conversations and the reality that self-leadership and personal growth are the keys to you being the leader that you were meant to be? Today's topic falls under the category of it's so simple and maybe there's too much common sense that we have a hard time believing that it works or have a hard time adhering to it. What I want to talk to you about today is something that comes up over and over again in my work as an executive coach and a facilitator working with teams and organizations. And it's the concept of taking breaks, taking a real break during the workday. In fact, taking multiple breaks during the workday. And I know just hearing me say that, for some of you, you probably want to tune out now because you think, how in the world with my workday could I possibly take a break or multiple breaks? Well, what I wanted to do is, is just share with you some of my experiences, thinking some of the research around breaks and why it is so high leverage. Um, I recently did a social media post around the importance of breaks during the workday and it, it did stir up a lot of conversation. So first of all, the science behind recovery has to do with the uh, oscillatory nature of humans. So if you think about all the functions in the human uh, system, pretty much all of them have some form of oscillation. So if you think about breathing, it's your lungs expanding and contracting. If you think about the heartbeat, boom, 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 your heartbeat's going up and down. Your muscles extend and contract. Even your digestive system has sort of a ringing component to it. It's not a straight line. So oscillation in the human system looks like health. It looks like vitality. And we understand it intuitively, except when it comes to us and our work. We understand it with children. If a baby is crying, it's usually one of three things. The diaper needs changing, the baby needs to be fed, or the baby's tired and needs a nap. So if we know that the baby has been freshly changed and freshly fed, we put baby down for a nap. And then magically the baby wakes up rested and happy and the household is happy. But what if instead of honoring that nap that the baby's system wants, we said, nope, not in this house. We don't have time for naps. We're gonna push on through. We're not raising no wimps around here. What happens to the child, to the baby without the nap? And you know the answer. So we instinctively understand that. If you took your dog for a long walk on a hot day, you would never think of denying your dog a bowl of water the second it came in someplace cool to lay down and rest and recover. In fact, our logic around this even extends to our technology. Think about your cell phone or your laptop. What happens to you when you see that battery signal drop to that little red zone where it's like, oh, you're 10% or less. What do you do? Do you just ignore it? Do you just push on and say, well, now I gotta, I gotta go even harder on my phone. No, you start thinking about going into low power mode, you close apps, and now you start looking for somewhere to plug it in because you gotta recharge the battery. So we know you understand this. 
somehow we don't understand it when it comes to ourselves and, and the workplace. There's probably a lot of reasons for that. Um, so here, here's the reality. When you honor this ultradian rhythm, this is what it's called, the ultradian rhythm in the human system, around every 90 minutes, there's gonna be a bit of a dip in our natural energy, okay? So if you honor that, meaning take a break from what you're doing, rest and renew for 10 or 15 minutes, you will now actually be more productive throughout the day. And I know one of the reasons why people don't take more breaks, when I, when I ask them, they say, well, Chris, you don't understand my schedule. Like I'm doing the job of two people right now. I've got a busy life away from work. I just can't afford to take. It sounds really nice for a job like yours when you work for yourself, but you don't understand my life. And they're probably right, I don't completely understand their life because no one really does. Unless you're in it, you don't really understand it. However, the science doesn't lie. So when you do take a 10 or 15 minute break every 90 minutes or two hours, you're actually feeding yourself energy. You're giving yourself the gift of renewal and recovery. Well, some of the other reasons I think people struggle have to do with the culture. Like if you worked by yourself, and I know a lot of us have had the chance to do that, um, over the past couple years in light of everything we've been through. Um, it's probably a little easier, although a lot of the clients I've worked with have reported now that when they're, <laughs> when they're working from home and they take a break, they're actually just doing more work because there's laundry or dishes or something to be done. So first thing first is, is to understand the shift, to the paradigm shift that maybe you need to take that, look, this is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of commitment. Um, we are... At the recording of this, knocking on the door of December, I'm very excited that the World Cup of Soccer is happening and, and, you know, it's every four years and it's a, you know, it's arguably the biggest tournament in the world. And um, I was thinking about preparation and the, and the players that were preparing and the countries that were preparing their players for this big event that only happens every four years. And we know that, you know, for these soccer players, training is important. So there's the, you know, the, the, the skill training that they do, and then there's the team tactic training, and then there's the physical training they do. So what happens if they've trained all day, every day leading up to the World Cup? What would happen, because training is good, right? All these inputs are good. What would happen if they did that all day, every day leading up to the World Cup? Well, you know instinctively that they would break down. They would have injuries and burnout. So just what they're trying to do, which is achieve success when it matters most, they're actually gonna be breaking down and burning out. So they, they do honor the science of recovery. So for us, people that aren't chasing a soccer ball around a big field in 40 degrees Celsius temperature, you know, our World Cup is our, is our world, our life, our jobs and our, our lives away from work with our friends and family. So honoring the science of recovery looks like saying, I'm not a machine, I'm, I'm a human made up of cells and flesh and blood and the busier I am, the more important a break is to me, right? Which is the counterintuitive part. So the more pressure you have on you, you've got you know, a board meeting coming up or a big presentation or you're short-staffed. Any of those things that feel like extra pressure is precisely the times when a break will serve you best. When you're on vacation, kicking back and reading a book, you know, the stakes are pretty low. So if you don't bring your best energy, your best focus, around the clock, the cost to you is very little. So hopefully you can see the, the counterintuitive part here is I want you to slow down, take your foot off the gas, take a break, 
when the stakes are high. And for most of us, the stakes are high day in and day out. So this is really about developing a habit of taking a break. You know, when I'm in, in a workshop environment and I'm with a group for the entire day, we're gonna take several breaks. And one of the things that I had to learn to do uh, was to, to, to honor this in, my spell, in myself, especially because I wanna be modeling what I'm teaching and practicing what I'm preaching. And I used to, if I was at the front of the room or on a stage or a lectern, I would kind of stick around and people would come up and ask me questions. And because they were, you know, the morning session uh, inspired some questions in them and they didn't, they didn't really feel like asking in public. So they came, they'd come directly to me. And so I would spend my entire break talking to these folks, answering their questions. And I love serving people. I love what I do and I love sharing what I'm passionate about. But I realized what I was doing was robbing myself of a break. So what I started doing was intentionally leaving the room and then going, going and finding a quiet place to sit down and shut up. And, and then I would come back and I would explain it to the group. Like for them, if they were sitting and listening, a break might be getting up and moving around, getting some oxygen flowing because the longer you sit, the dumber you get. We've talked about this before, knowing that, you know, um, blood and oxygen flowing through your muscles and through your system actually create energy and you want oxygen going to your brain. So if you're just sitting in a, a session all day or on a Zoom call or a webinar and meetings, you're actually robbing your your brain of oxygen. So I would say to, to the groups I work with, okay, it's time for a break. I would encourage you to get up and move and I'm gonna go sit down and shut up because I've been standing talking. And so that's what a break is. A break is, is changing the channel. Like if, if you've been emitting, emoting, maybe you need to quiet down. If you've been sitting quietly, maybe you need to, to get out and talk to some folks. And this is where understanding yourself really comes into play, um, the whole, introversion, extroversion spectrum. <clears throat> Most of us at this stage of lives and career have some understanding of where we fall on that. We're either energized more by being around others in groups, talking and emoting, or, or that's really draining to us, even though we may like it and enjoy it, it's draining and, and we're energized by being more on our own. So taking a break is a great place during the workday to honor what you need. So if you know you're more extroverted by nature and you've been sitting in front of your computer going through reports or spreadsheets, a break for you might be getting up, going and finding a colleague, going for a walk and having a laugh or, or connecting, right? Because you're going to get a boost of energy from that extroverting, that connecting with others. And a lot of folks, and, and, and I'd say this, this group, we know the population's about 50-50, so half have a preference for introversion, half for extroversion. And a lot of my introverted clients say, it's so hard to get time on, on my own at work, because when you think about work, it's about connecting with others and meeting with others and serving others. And so a break is a great place if you're introverted to, to kind of shut the engines down where you're, you're not emoting, you're not talking. So take a quiet walk by yourself. You know, sit in a, in a in your office with the door closed, read a book. So understanding that taking a break is about rejuvenating, restoring, refreshing the human system. Not because we don't care, but because we do care, right? So, you know, an, another analogy I, I often give, and this is interesting because it's about machines, not people, but, you know, it's sort of like when I when I meet leaders that, I don't know if it's pride or ego or what. Say, so I don't need a break. You know, I, I love my work. I, that's for other people. Um, it, it's sort of like there, there's a stubbornness to that, that that would remind me of someone coming onto the Formula One circuit <clears throat> who hasn't been there before. And they're watching these, 
you know, multi-million dollar vehicles go around the track and, you know, in, in a big race, they decide, oh, well, I'm not going to pit stop. That's for those other suckers, those weak people, those weak teams. I'm going to ignore the pit stops. Well, what would happen to that car? Well, we know it would likely run out of fuel, right? And or the tires would wear out to the point where they would have an accident or they couldn't control the vehicle, right? So, so that stubbornness that those brakes are for others, that's what it reminds me of when I hear leaders say, well, you don't understand, I don't need a brake. Well, if you're a human being, your body responds well to brakes. You know, I was having a conversation with a coaching client the other day and he was telling me, he said, you know, Chris, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but I went out for a walk at lunch the other day and it was the first time in months. He goes, I know this stuff and you've taught it to me before, but I kind of forgot. He said, something interesting happened. He said, I was out for a walk and I was grinding for the last two days. He told me he was grinding on a problem like a business decision, he couldn't find the answer. And the more he efforted to try and find the answer, the, the less progress he made. So he decided to go for a walk and he was walking in the neighborhood of his office and he was just noticing the trees and the time of year and not thinking at all. Well, lo and behold, guess what happened to him? That answer popped into his head. And it's interesting, I almost hesitate to tell the story because I want you to take a break just for the sake of taking a break. I don't want you to be taking one because you think, oh good, I'm gonna get more work done when I'm on the break. But maybe for some of you, that's gonna be enticing enough. But, but what's happening there is his brain is responding, right? So the neural pathways get grooved when we effort, when we think and, and try and solve and create. And then you need, to, you need to actually rest and renew. And that's why you know, sleeping is so important to us because all the inputs that come into our, our neural system um, overnight, they kind of get set in and locked in and uh, kind of cultivate and start to grow. So the more we we realize that taking a break is actually, that's where the muscles grow. You know, if we, if we look at someone trying to grow a muscle, I'm, you know, at 58 years old, I'm very aware of what happens in the human system when we don't put stress on it, right? So, you know, sadly, I'm watching my parents in their late 80s now struggling physically. And, you know, the less they do, the less they feel like doing, the less they can do. And it's, it's kind of a vicious circle and cycle. And it's, it's honestly, it's really sad to watch. And I know we can't stop aging and we're all gonna die one day, but I'm really paying attention to putting these inputs in, right? So the system, the human system responds well to bouts of stress followed by bouts of recovery. So what I can promise you is the world around you is creating the stress. You don't need to put stress on yourself in the workplace. I believe it's there in terms of demands on you emotionally and mentally, and for some of you physically. So the, so the opportunity and the responsibility is to honor that science of recovery. So what does it look like? Like I said, every 90 minutes to two hours, take a break and just make it an honest break. And you know what? People always ask me, well, how long should it be? The how long is less important is the how true a break it is and how consistent it is. So if you say you're taking a 15 minute break and then you, you walk down the hall and then your phone rings and you answer it and then you jump on you know, text or Slack to report back to somebody else, well, that's kind of a fractured break. So you're actually not getting that much benefit from it. Whereas if you just closed your eyes for two minutes and did some deep breathing or took a walk outside or did you know, three flights of stairs without your phone, that would probably be a better break. But if you ask me to, to, to design the the ideal, I'd say it's 10 to 15 minutes every 90 minutes to two hours, 
just keep repeating it. One of the benefits, because it's not, you know, when I teach this stuff, I'm, I'm always looking for, you know, for people to get it and go, oh my God, I can't believe how simple that was and how it helped. This isn't one of those things where you take one break and you come back and you feel like I could take on the world, I had a break. But it's the accumulative effect, it's like exercise. You know, you go to the gym once, you come back, you look in the mirror, nothing changed. You go to the gym the next day, come back and look in the mirror, nothing changed. And, and if you repeat that over and over, you're probably not gonna see anything significant because you're looking and checking day by day. But if you took a picture of yourself and then 30 days later took a picture after 30 days in the gym, you're gonna see a difference. And it's the same thing with taking breaks. There's a cumulative effect of regular taking breaks. I've been talking a lot about how, how it manifests in the workday, how you will come back, your mood will be better, your creativity will be better, your resolve will be better, your decision-making will be better. The other cool thing that happens here, and this is, um, you know, a lot of time when I go in depth with my coaching clients, they talk about coming home and being absolutely shattered, like just exhausted. And, and many of the leaders I work with are coming home to families. So they're coming home to loved ones that want and need something from them. And I remember a client saying one time, oh yeah, and my five-year-old wanted me to get on the floor and play a board game with him when I got home. And he said, Chris, in that moment, I would have rather taken a bullet. And it's like, yeah, I get it, because you're spent. So, so what you brought home to your family was your energy leftovers, which really isn't anything. And so when you do take a, a break, regular breaks during the workday, not only are you more productive, but you actually come home feeling more like a human, you, you, a better version of yourself. Um, many times with clients I've prescribed, especially ones that have like a high stress work environment, and then they're coming in home into a, you know, very demanding home environment, is say, on your commute back, just pull over. There's a park near your home or near your office, pull over and go take a walk outside or sit and listen to classical music or blast ACDC or Led Zeppelin, whatever it does that kind of feeds your soul a bit, that lets you reconnect with yourself, kind of calm your physiology. Taking 10 deep breaths is probably one of the most effective, cheapest uh, things you can do to calm your physiology. So hopefully what you're hearing here is this stuff does sound easy. It does sound simple. It's very, very practical. Um, and the science behind it is irrefutable. So if, if this is interesting to you, my challenge to you is to, is to make it a habit. And what I mean by challenge and habit is when we're not doing something on the regular, it takes effort, it takes conscious, it actually takes energy to do, right? So for me to take breaks, it's habitual. I, I, you know, I, I don't have to think about it. I just know I do it. It's like brushing my teeth or eating or drinking or sleeping. It's part of my day. It's part of what serves me. And I'm aware, I can feel when my energy is dipping. And when I do full day workshops or Zoom sessions now, even though a Zoom session, I'm just sitting there, I'm not pacing back and forth like I am on a stage, it's still consuming my energy. And I make sure I take breaks, not because I don't care about the people I'm working with, but because I do care. Right? So there's the mindset piece around, I need you to understand that this is serving you and serving those around you. It's, it's an honorable thing to do, it's not weak. If you work in a culture, if you're back to the office and your manager doesn't take breaks, that's not a reason for you not to, 
right? There's a lot of people I've spoken to that say, well, I kind of feel guilty, Chris, because no one else is taking a break. No one takes a lunch break. Well, you know what? Why not start with you? And the, the cool thing about this is it works so well that you're, even though, you know, let's say during a workday, you've taken four 10-minute breaks, your uh, productivity actually goes up. Your mood is better. Your decisions are better. So people around you will be like, well, what, what's going on with them? Like, why are they, you know, how do they seem to be managing? And it's like, well, yeah, because I'm, I'm a human and I'm honoring the human system. So if you're looking for um, another little tip, there's, there's, a, uh, there's a technique out there called the Pomodoro technique. Many of you have heard of it. And it's this idea of working in sprints. Um, and it, it came from, I should have the fellow's name, but he was uh, from Italy. And <clears throat> a lot of students use this now in university. And it's a way to focus for a period of time. Right. And so he had a, a little timer, like an egg timer, and it was shaped like a tomato. That's why it's called the Pomodoro technique. And you literally set it for, say, 30 minutes or 40 minutes to work on a task. And then the little bell goes off and then you get a break. It's kind of like recess and the break could be two minutes or five minutes. And then you go do something else and you come back and you can do another cycle. And um, why I like this, I, the way I used it was a, a app called Focus Booster App, and I believe it's focusboosterapp.com. You don't need that. You can use the timer on your phone. But, you know, sometimes we need little structures and tips and tools uh, to support us in this. So I, I would encourage you to, to make it a habit. So, so put it in your, your calendar. Ask the people on your team to remind you or the people in your family to remind you. Get others to do it. Um, Francesco Cirillo, that's the, that's the Pomodoro, I was just handed the name of the, uh, the guy who, who coined the phrase Pomodoro te technique. So, um, once you habitualize it, it's going to be something that serves you. Just like, you know, eating a good meal or, or drinking water or having a good sleep, you, you start to feel the benefits and you won't go back. So hopefully, uh, you got something in here for those of you that are, that are doing it. Hopefully you've got something to reinforce the science and the, you know, the effectiveness of what you're doing to keep doing it as leaders. You know, if you haven't been paying attention to this, just try it, try it for a month and see if you don't notice something. And if you do, or you don't reach out to me and let me know I'm on a journey. I, you know, I'm never done learning. I, I play with this stuff. I'm always digging into the science and then trying it practically and then talking to my clients about it. So your feedback around this is really important. But this is one that's, to me, it's really low-hanging fruit. It's just a little shift in mindset. It's a little shift in, in your schedule, creating a habit. Uh, and you're going to reap the benefits. So thank you for joining me today. Uh, as always, I'm happy to hear from you. And um, we'll look forward to talking with you again soon. The Real Leadership Podcast is produced by Chris Obst Leadership and Alive Creative Services. Thank you for listening.